his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Chris Chmielanski has been with us before, and I asked him if he could join us again today. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're, you're welcome. Thanks for coming back. Can you, can you tell us what, what is going on with this uh, March of the Migrants? Uh, your, your, uh, your blog said 1,300 migrants left Honduras this weekend. Reports now are there are 3,000. Yeah, yeah, it's doubled in size, and and uh, this is nothing new. We've seen we've seen caravans coming up from the northern tri- triangle down in Central America before, um, and and the question has always been, uh, how does the administration, how does the current administration, the federal government respond? So really, this is the second big one that's that's come, started to head our way um, under under the Trump administration. Um, the first one came before a lot of the changes were made. It was right around the time it was back this spring, so it was right around the time. It actually um, helped lead to Jeff Sessions' zero-tolerance policy and some of the other changes that were made along on how we, how we deal with asylum seekers along the southern border. But the Trump administration, again, it looks like they're going to be tested this fall with this caravan of about 3,000 Central Americans heading this way. Um, and and uh, the initial response seems to be pretty good. President Trump tweeted out this morning that he's told uh, the president of Honduras that if he doesn't stop the caravan, that, that uh, we're going to cut off financial aid for that country for the for the upcoming year um so we'll see we see we'll see what other steps the administration takes to try to cut this thing off before it gets here can, can you explain for me and for the people listening what the asylum loopholes are that people take advantage of Sure, sure. So there, there's, there are two terms in immigration law that are basically interchangeable, asylum and refugee, and, and basically which one you are just depends on where you happen to be um, geographically, whether you're within a country or outside of a, out of a country. But essentially anybody who claims asylum is somebody who fears that if they return back to their home country that they'll be persecuted because of their race, religion, sex, political beliefs, or social groups that they happen to belong to. Well, what happened was back about, I don't know, about eight years ago, the Obama administration changed what we call the credible fear standard. So when somebody gets into the United States and claims asylum, they make what's called a credible fear claim. They state that they fear persecution if they're returned back to their home country, and they have to state a reason why. The Obama administration allowed citizens from Central America to say that they feared persecution if they return back home, either because of crime violence within the country itself or because of domestic abuse. But those don't fall under the legal definition of asylum and refugees. Now, because of that credible fear standard being reduced, 
that allowed all of these folks to come in and claim asylum, but eventually they had their asylum their asylum claims denied when they got before a judge since they didn't qualify technically for asylum. Um, but because, again, they reduce the credible fear, they're still allowed to enter the United States and stay here until they get their day in court, and a lot of them don't even show up for their, their day in court. So what the Trump administration has tried to do is strengthen the credible fear bar, credible fear standard, and, and again, we'll see if it works. If, if these if these caravan people if these caravan migrants happen to get to the border and try to claim asylum now, now chris i i got some criticism yesterday when i suggested that you know three thousand people can't just like gather together in honduras on a sunday morning and say <laughs> let's go to the united states that i feel like there's right. got to be some organization and the, and and the timing of this I, i'm very suspect because i can see you know we got the whole issue of family and children and the whole thing and it just looks like it could be something that plays into the midterms am i am i overreacting no no you're not and and we've in fact, it's been reported. Reuters, who broke the story over the weekend, said that, that, that this caravan was organized mostly through social media, and that's how these things are done. Um, so now we don't know what the, you know, what we, we don't know what happens behind the scenes, that, that the groups that are leading the caravan, what motivates them um, based on timing and things like that. Um, but yeah, a, a cynical person could look at this and say, hmm, this is going to be interesting. This caravan's going to arrive right around election day, and you know, if you see the separation of, 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 of families and, and all these issues could bubble back up to the surface again right before Americans go to the polls to vote. So it's, it's interesting timing um, um, how this thing is being played out. Again, I don't want to say that there are political motives in the United States that are pushing for this to happen now, um, but we have seen most of the time these caravans are organized. And again, Reuters, who broke the story over this weekend, reported that this, too, is an organized effort. And of course, you know, the poor families are being used like political pawns here, and that, that's really a tragedy. Yeah, not only are they being used as political pawns, but crossing crossing in Mexico to the United States border isn't exactly the safest journey. So it, we know we're, we're all pretty certain that, that it's the international drug cartels that control the U.S.-Mexico border on the Mexican side. So typically they have to go through those drug cartels in order to get to the U.S. border. That's a dangerous journey. It's not, you know, it's not something to be taken lightly. Um, and, and not to mention that it is. It's, it's, it, you're going over tough terrain. Food, you don't always have access access to food and water, so you need to make sure you have an ample supply. Um, so it, it's, it, as you mentioned, these folks are totally being used for political purposes, but I understand, too, that their situation down in Honduras is desperate, but that's where that, the, the, the leaders down in Central America, down in Honduras, and this is something that Vice President Mike Pence mentioned last week at a Central American conference, they need to start taking more personal responsibility for making sure that their countries are, number one, safe and that they stabilize their economies. Now, yesterday we were talking about how it seems like there's a big push now to make uh, health coverage, uh, health insurance, the big, big issue. But then I'm reading the Washington Examiner today, and you guys have a poll out that talks about increasing support for cuts in immigration. Can you talk about this poll and specifically what you learned about Pennsylvania? 
Yeah. So, so what we've done is, is we've really done a series of polls over the last, I don't know, about eight to nine months. Um, we've done a mix of national polls, but also state level polls. And we really focused on some of the, some of these, you know, more of the purple states like Pennsylvania, for instance. And what we found is in the 25 individual states that we polled that, and now we're dealing with the issue of legal immigration, that, that Americans and Pennsylvanians, for that matter, want to see immigration, legal immigration, reduced from the current levels of about 1.1 million. So the most recent numbers, which were fiscal 2017 numbers, just came out about a week and a half ago, and we learned that about 1.17 million new green cards were issued to legal immigrants in fiscal year 2017. So we just went to, we went to likely midterm voters, including those in Pennsylvania, and asked them, and we found out that 50% of Pennsylvanians want to see immigration reduced by at least 25% to 750,000 or less. What we also found out is that 52% want it at least cut in half, 500,000 and less. And the reason why we wanted to wanted to ask this question was because over the summertime, the House of Representatives narrowly defeated legislation that would have reduced legal immigration by about 300,000. But again, it was narrowly defeated. It only got about 100 and I think it got 191 votes and needed 218 to pass in the House. So we wanted to take the temperature of, uh, of again, midterm likely voters to get what their, their view of the issue is. Now, Chris, I have one final question, and I think it's going to be a tough question. Now, you have been with us three or four times over, uh, over the past eight or nine months. Chris, has anything in our immigration status changed? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, I, I almost feel like I'm setting you up because it doesn't seem like anything has. <laughs> well, I will say that um, legislatively, no. But then again, nothing legislatively has really changed in our immigration system over the last 20 plus years. Unfortunately, I mean, there have been some some small things. Um, administratively, there are some things that the Trump administration has done uh, to make things um, a little bit more better for in, in terms of public safety, national security, and also improving improving um, um, jobs and wages, job opportunities and wages for Americans who typically compete with, with foreign workers and illegal aliens that enter the country to work illegally. Um, so there have been steps that the administration has taken, but there's a lot more that they can take that they haven't taken yet. And they haven't exactly been as forceful in, in pushing legislation. For example, I referenced the House vote. One of the reasons why that House vote fell short was because the, the, the Trump White House didn't put the full weight of the White House behind that legislation. Had it, maybe it would have gotten the 218 that it needed to get through the House. Um, so to answer your question, there have been some administrative changes made over the last six to nine months, but over the last few years, no, there hasn't been any, any real major significant changes to our immigration system uh, done by Congress. Well, Chris Chmielinski, Numbers USA, thanks again for uh, talking to us. Have a good afternoon, my friend. Thanks for having me. Okay. All right. Now, his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, mom and dad. Will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.